0: welcome how are you this is adriana and you're listening to creative abnormality creative to be creative in the world of a place that views normality normalcy as the way to go but here we look to the creativity of being abnormal Different, unique, and in this podcast, we also believe in the mantra or slogan or the saying: Normality does not prove our existence meaning being normal, doing what everybody else does in this world, does not represent who we are and who we are supposed to be. And I also want to say that in this podcast, we will be discussing autism, and I want to let you know that everybody is welcome. We will The main focus... We'll be discovering the beauty of being on the spectrum, the challenges, the struggles, the benefits of it all. And we'll also be discussing ADHD because that's very closely related to autism and um First off, I do want to say that I have recently been diagnosed with autism in my early 30s. And, um, yeah, I'm trying to give myself a voice. Because even though I have a voice box, my voice has not always been heard because of many different factors, my uh, self-esteem related to um, social anxiety and not fitting in and uh, masking, um, which we will discuss here as well in this podcast. Um, And uh, I just do want to mention that autism has a spectrum. That's why they call it um, being on the spectrum now more so than just autism by itself because in the past um there was such thing as asperger's which asperger's is no longer um identified in the psychological um diagnostic manual the DSM5 changed it all to autism you fall somewhere in the umbrella of autism and a lot of people and even me myself included have Have had the viewpoint that autism. I'm trying to word what I how I say this carefully. Um, that autism all has a certain characteristics there are things that are similar but a lot of people view autism as completely nonverbal, verbal um, individuals going around um, clapping hands um, making sounds completely no eye contact um, hard to get an education and that's what a lot of people view autism as but that's not the case because a lot of Intellectual people, people of major businesses and successful people in the world, uh, musicians have um, been known to have autism or later on have been diagnosed. Because um, when I say later on be diagnosed, I'm speaking of um classical musicians who've had uh, autism but back then it wasn't considered autism because that was not an actual medical term but now when we look back we can also see that Albert Einstein was definitely on the spectrum and um, some individuals say that um, Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook that he is, uh, falls on the spectrum. We know Elon Musk has um, identified as having Asperger's, which now would be considered autism. And then we know many individuals have ADHD and dyslexia, which is all somewhat related to each other. But nevertheless, this is just an introduction to myself. Sorry, an introduction of myself and a place where a community can grow of individuals who are like-minded yet different. And a place where individuals can be accepted and rewarded for being unique and not being labeled or considered an outcast which has happened for many of us individuals. Um, This is a good podcast for people who think they may be on the spectrum and are speculating that they may be on the spectrum. Because I am a woman, I'm going to often address um, situations and scenarios to women But men are welcome, and I'm definitely going to include both sexes as well. But the reason why I just made the distinction about uh, male and female is because um, autism looks different in women, and women are underrepresented and underdiagnosed overall. That is because a lot of the studies that have been going on for the last... Past couple decades have catered to men, boys have been studied. There are not a lot of studies on females, and females' brain, as we know, is differently wired than males. So there's not a lot. That's why we're finding, especially in the UK, I would say, um, and then uh, America as well, and then other places in uh, Europe we're finding that a lot more people are being diagnosed with autism. And in the past, we've never thought that they would have that. And that is because women are really well at masking. And what masking is, is essentially copying other individuals to try to have a better lifestyle. I had an argument um, not too long ago with a friend about the term masking. He suggested that the term masking should be eliminated and a different word be substituted for that instead. Uh, He just thought masking wasn't a good word because he was saying, don't we all mask? What's the difference? And at first, It made me kind of feel bad because I'm like, yeah, what is the difference of somebody, a teenager in high school, you know, trying to fit in and not know who they are? And um, then it came to me. There is a difference. The person who has autism is masking, not just to fit in socially, it's masking to... Survive masking to know what to do, if that makes sense. Um, Of course, um, we individuals, an example, I'll just use myself. Of course, I want to fit in with society, I want people to like me, I want people to love me, but I'm not necessarily masking to fit in. on a social level because that's not the main focus. The real reason of the masking is because I don't know what to do. So I'm taking on traits of people that I've seen that I felt I could copy so I can... to survive in this society things such as what should a woman be wearing what kind of makeup should a woman be wearing Um, later on in life I didn't realize that I was masking and I had no idea on um, what to do on certain things because what I want do want to say is that masking doesn't mean no do, having autism doesn't mean that you don't know anything it's just certain things that you may not know how to do especially when it's uh, related to social situations you mask and an example for me is going out to the grocery store and buying meals and for something to cook I honestly sometimes don't know what to cook I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing I don't it's it's not that I don't know the steps of cooking but I don't know like I can't make a decision on what to cook and what's right and so I Pretend like I know what I'm doing by copying somebody else that I think is worthy of copying. So I see an individual next to me um, and I see the things that they buy. So I go and copy those things and put that salad, put that salmon, put that corn on the cob into my cart because I saw somebody else doing it because... I'm thinking that this is the normal way. But let me backtrack on what I wanted to say. I'm only doing this because I feel I live in a society that is not built for individuals who have my mindset. So it's not that I can't survive and feed myself and cook, but the way that I may go shopping the way that I may cook my food or desire to eat my food is not socially acceptable. So therefore, it makes it difficult for me to c- continue in the society without masking but now that i'm a certain point and i understand that i'm camouflaging which is another word i'm slowly starting to accept myself for who i am and unmask and i'm using the grocery store as an example and that's because shopping is not easy for me uh for multiple reasons one of the reasons is the stress of uh, driving on the highway or just through the city traffic and going to the grocery store, the lights the people, the smells, or certain stores I just cannot go into because they stink they just smell so bad so I I skip those stores and don't go into them and I tend to keep going to the same place over and over again because that's where I found uh, being comfortable. And, uh, and the reason why I'm comfortable in certain stores is because the lighting is great, the, the, the sound is great, it's not too loud, not too crowded, it's clean and things like that where I feel safe, where I feel comfortable. And that's where I continue to go. But like I was saying, it is pretty stressful for me to go grocery shopping when, number one, it's hard for me to compile a list of things But that also has something to do with um, ADHD and just staying focused and not having the dopamine in my brain to have the desire to shop because there is no reward, essentially. But I will also be talking about that in future podcasts. But let's say I go to the grocery store, people smell, and sometimes I just get so overwhelmed by that. And I feel that it's gotten worse over the years, my tolerance for... Bullshit, I call it. And because I remember when I was a teenager, and you know what? Actually, looking back, when I was a teenager, I didn't go shopping because my, my mom went shopping. So, just in general, like going to the mall forget it i'll go to the mall maybe just to look very briefly but then i get overwhelmed with okay which store should i go to um looking through the racks like i don't, I don't like going to stores with the going looking through the racks i prefer just to go to a store and there's something nice on the mannequin and i'll pick it up and it's, it's it's a thing about making a decision and not knowing if the decision that I'm making is right. But that also has to do with trauma because the certain decisions that I have made in my life, I was ridiculed for making those decisions. Example, for someone may be feeling comfortable wearing shorts, but it's like 20 degrees outside. So... The individual may want to go to work with shorts, but they know they can't go to work with shorts because they will be an outcast. People will laugh at them, and nobody wants to be laughed at. So it's like you can't be yourself. You can't be who you are and fit in to the way things are currently structured in our world. So sorry, I'm getting a little sidetracked, but going back to masking or just having anxiety for doing something and trying to fit in would be going shopping i for clothes now we're talking about clothes so the mall would be like okay too many people too crowded too loud uh it would bother me and afterwards when i in the past i didn't know that i was on the spectrum so i would just go home and have a nervous breakdown and just cry and be so overwhelmed riding home because i'm not didn't know that the effects of people their energy just around me it's like i i feel everybody's energy and i hear everybody and it just becomes too much it's like I, i become this vacuum and i'm just pulling in everything and that's the whole thing about the whole eye contact which i can say and i've talked to other individuals too that you don't want somebody looking at you because you feel like they're looking at your soul like you can look into them and you don't want to see what goes on with them and it's definitely has something to do with being an empath but to go back to what i was talking about earlier and that is uh shopping what i would prefer is going to a store and having somebody help me shop because number one, i i'm not sure what's in style and i could care less what's in style i'm not gonna lie i could care less but i want to look pretty and i want to feel good so i want to look nice but i really it's it's not my thing i'm but i'm not saying it has nothing i'm not saying that somebody who has autism is not interested in fashion i'm saying it's just something for me i'm not interested in so it becomes a difficult task for me to figure out what i'm supposed to wear what's supposed to match because i also deal with sensory issues and things need to feel good on my skin and things need to smell good and other than that I'm just like bothered by it like if I wear something that's so uncomfortable and I go into like a work meeting I am not listening to one word that is being discussed in the work meeting I'm trying to concentrate and focus on Whatever is bothering me that I'm wearing. So, because it gives me anxiety, and I've heard this before, that's why some individuals just wear the same thing over and over again the same shirts. Maybe I have five white shirts, one blue shirt, one blue pants, and one red pant, and that's it. Because it, the, the, the choice, the choosing is what makes it difficult and too stressful. But you know you can't do that. You can't wear the same clothes every single day even if you wash them because then people in the society who have no clue what you're going through will judge you. And you don't want to be judged because you don't want to be alone. So you want to fit in, so you are going to mask and you're going to watch other people. You're going to see what they wear, what they do because you see what they're wearing, what they're doing. They're getting great results you're not great at getting great results because what you're doing does not fit into what's normal in our community. So that's where masking comes from. It's a survival tool. It's a survival tool, not just to fit in because you want to be cool, but you want to fit in so you can survive. And um, there were times when I just couldn't take going to a store and going to that fitting room in the past when I was younger I had less stress and I do believe that having a lot more stress later on in life because of responsibilities it made my anxiety worse with things related to autism and the reason why I say that is because in the past I could go into a grocery I mean into a store go into the dressing room and change and find clothes and hopefully I find something to wear. And that was it. And then I can go home and relax and go on with my day. But now that I'm a mother, I'm a mom to an eight-year-old and also when my child was a baby, it just became too much. Like I didn't have that downtime that I needed to rejuvenate after going to a store. So what I ended up doing is... I would just spend lots of money and buy like almost every different pair of jeans, every shirt, every single jacket. Okay, I'm being, I'm exaggerating. Not every single jacket, but just, I would just spend so much, even if I couldn't afford it. Just buy it all and hope that it fits. I would go home try it on in the comfort of my home, whatever didn't fit, I would take it back and return it. That lasted for some time, and it just became too stressful to do that too. And that's one of the reasons why I personally wanted to be thin and had lots of issues when I gained weight due to my depression and um, multiple other reasons, I had a difficult time because when I was thin, in my opinion, I felt like I was able to throw on anything. I'm not even going to say thin. Excuse me for saying thin. I don't want to say thin because not everybody's thin is healthy, but when I was healthy and when I was in shape, which I did have weighed a lot less than I do now, I was able to just throw on anything it took away the stress of of worrying about if what I'm wearing is socially pleasing because I would just wear a dress and or I wear something crazy and because I was in shape it just looked good on me like people just be like oh you have a unique style but when I was unhealthy and overweight I couldn't just wear anything because this looked like a hot mess and it just looked like I really had issues and didn't take care of myself a same t-shirt that I would have thrown on when I was unhealthy when I was healthy would look completely different when I'm unhealthy so I know I'm rambling on because I'm really excited to do this podcast and I am aware that I am a newbie and as time goes by i'm sure the podcast will get a lot more interesting as i figure out how to do this and think about the things that i would love to discuss with you but um what i wanted to read to you Um, from the cdc the center of disease control and prevention Um, it says what is autism spectrum it says autism spectrum is a disorder it's also known as asd it's a developmental disability that can cause significant social communication and behavioral behavioral challenges and it says there is often nothing about how people with asd look that sets them apart from other people, but people with ASD may communicate, interact, behave and learn in ways that are different from most other people. The learning, thinking and problem-solving abilities of people with ASD can range from gifted to severely challenged. Some people with ASD need a lot of help in their daily lives and others need less. So, there you go. There's a spectrum all the way from gifted Like Albert Einstein to being severely challenged in life, and we all—sorry—we all follow somewhere on that. And um, a lot of signs, um, a lot of things. Okay, so scientists and researchers realized that speaking is one of the symptoms related to autism, whether you're uh, not communicating at a certain age. And a lot of children are... A lot of children who tend to speak later than other individuals are considered uh, a risk for uh, autism. And that is false because a lot of girls, it's different for different sexes, because a lot of girls speak way before their male counterparts. So like me, I was talking very early, but that didn't mean I didn't have autism. So nobody really tried to find out or made it a priority to check into what my issues were. So a lot, like I said, a lot, this is, this is just crap. They need to do more studies, for real, like, on girls. Because there's a lot of girls that are talking. Of course, there are some girls that do that do have delayed speech, but there are a lot of girls that are talking at an early age. And parents need to look at different symptoms, you know, and people who have autism can live and will live great lives, and it all depends on what level of help you need or that individual needs. Like me, I live independently. I didn't even know I had autism till I, um, First, I I, really, I diagnosed myself because I am a social worker and I have a master's degree and I've worked with people with mental health problems and I just knew. So in further episodes, I'm going to talk about the diagnosis, how I got diagnosed, what I believe were some of my signs and what were some of my symptoms and then also I'm going to discuss the challenges that I faced in even getting diagnosed because I was masking so well that other people, especially professional doctors, wondered why in the world I was thinking of getting tested for autism. Basically, they were saying, you're, you're, so, 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 you're so successful in life, you're doing great, you don't have that many challenges, why do you want to know? Hello, I want to know because I do have challenges, and I've had challenges my whole life, and I've worked double as hard as many other people to come ahead in life. And not being myself and not understanding what was going on with me caused me to have severe anxiety, uh, midlife crisis, and go through depression. So yeah, and, and I just want to say I'm freestyling this podcast currently. I do plan to have things more structured in the future. But I just wanted to get this out as soon as possible. I just wanted to start this as soon as possible because I keep delaying it. I'm like, okay, when things get better and easier, I'm going to start this podcast. But it never comes around to it because there's always another issue, another day, another problem, another level, another devil. It's so funny because that's something I would never say but I copied that from someone. Anyways, I just want to say I I am so happy that you're here and that you're uh, listening. And uh, briefly, I do want to quickly state the 10 signs of autism that you may see uh, in someone else or in yourself. Uh, This is uh, related to um, women which is significantly different to boys. And uh, it says the ratio of boys to girls diagnosed with autism ranges from two to one or six to one. And like I said, that has to do with uh, research not being up to date in regards to that. Um, Some signs that you may find would be stimming. It's an overt self-stimulation and self-soothing, comforting behavior like foot tapping, hair stroking, head banging, Um, pen tapping rocking spinning or using repetitive phrases over and over so there may be some individuals like as we've seen they clap and the stimming stimming what stimming really is is a way to calm yourself down something that feels good and that's relaxing to you because the world is already so overstimulating that okay sorry that didn't make sense The world is so overstimulating that you use stimming to dull the overstimulation and to help you calm down. It's something comforting that someone may do. And for myself, there were a lot of things that I did I didn't even realize that were stimming until I analyze my situation and thought about it deeper like just briefly one example was the sound that I always make or I've always made and I I realized that I made it because I was watching home movies on VHS tapes from when I was five years old and I was making the sound and the reason why I made the sound because I made it in class and it was so loud like people would be like whose stomach is that or sound like a duck quacking like who's making this weird sound is somebody hungry and eventually people knew it was me and we just uh, made it through school with me making that sound or somebody just tapping me and be like hey you're doing that sound again and i stop but i did that to concentrate so my family members knew when i was thinking deeply about something i would make that sound and uh nevertheless there's a few there's other things that i do too that um we'll talk about some other time but uh the next thing is communication or social problems is social is uh issues that somebody can face is uh, making friends uh, difficulty making friends and talking and communicating your feelings to another individual and uh, what I heard one girl talking, it was actually a TikTok girl. She said it really, really well. She said, I'm going to find her, and I'll put her in the show notes below if the TikTok still exists. But she may be on YouTube, too, because I think somebody posted her. But what she said is that she's awkward in social situations. But not in a way where she won't talk. She said she talks too much and she doesn't know when to stop. So you can go from one end of the extreme where you don't talk when you're around people to possibly me where you're in a situation and you're too friendly, you're too nice and you're too excited and you have issues figuring out what the boundaries are because you just don't see them and you just all up in somebody's face talking and the other person is backing up and saying, Whoa, whoa, like you just met me and like for me, sometimes I'll meet somebody and I and I just immediately like I want to be the best friend and I want to hang out and things like that. Um, so it could be overly or under but like I want to state that has to do with over under Based on what our current societal norms are. So sometimes I honestly, I'm just sitting here and I'm wondering, I'm like, am I really abnormal? Or are the people who created this world abnormal, therefore making me not normal? Because I feel Normal. The only time I don't feel normal is when I'm around individuals that tell me I'm not normal and expect me to fall in line with rules that they created. Like uh, with with ADHD, I always say ADHD is only a disorder in a world of this current order. If we change the way way things are constructed, ADHD may not even be a disorder. And that also leads to, I learned this uh, in my doctor's program, um, still finishing up, haven't finished yet, But in one of my classes, by the way, I'm getting a doctor's in social work, a DSW. But in one of my classes, there's a social model of disability and that looks upon disability as the disability being in the eye of the beholder of the society because the society is making an issue out of the disability and it's like it's a belief system that disability doesn't necessarily exist Uh, I can actually look it up really really quick Uh, social model sorry let's see let's see Okay, um, Um. the social model of disability identifies systemic barriers, derogatory attitudes, and social exclusion intentional or inadvertent which make it difficult or impossible for individuals with impairments to attain their valued functionings the social model of disability diverges from the dominant medical model of disability which is a functional analysis of the body as a machine to be fixed in order to conform with normative values so here, they, uh, this is wikipedia they're giving an example um don't believe everything that you see on wikipedia i'm just going here because i know that this is pretty similar because i did my research on this excuse me as a simple example, if a person is unable to climb stairs, the medical model focuses on making the individual physically able to climb stairs. Yeah, so there's a medical model and there's a social model. The medical model is saying that there's a focus on the individual on the individual who is physically able to climb the stairs. But the social model tries to make stair climbing unnecessary such as by replacing the stairs with a wheelchair acceptable ramp. According to the social model, the person remains impaired with respect to climbing stairs, but the impairment should no longer be considered disabling in that scenario because the person can get to the same location without climbing any stairs. So the issue is not getting to where you want to get to, it's the ways in which our society has created stairs for example so stairs are for people who are able to go up the stairs and it's making a person disabled for individual who can't go up the stairs but they could go up the stairs and reach the same place as everybody else making them able if there is a ramp so they're not disabled it's just that society has things in place currently that are not in the favor of the ability of the person who has challenges with the current way things are i hope that makes sense guys um Uh, sorry, back to the sign. So really quick. Stimming, uh, communication or social problems, sensory challenges, hypersensitivity to bright lights, loud noises or strong smells, allowing others to speak on their behalf, either friends or family members. Obsessively talking about a topic of interest and going overboard, perhaps collecting posters, toys, trinkets related to the topic, ignoring others' conversations if it does not relate to the current passion. Okay, so I I, I just want to stop there. so I, I agree with um, being obsessed. Uh, I necessarily never really collected anything until just recently. I started collecting, but that's because I, my son started collecting something, and then I wanted to collect it too. But it wasn't for the mere fact of collecting to have like the excitement that I've collect have all of some of one thing. I could care less. I just there's different reasons why I collected different things. Okay, I know I know that what I whatever I just said made no sense, but it made sense in my brain. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I know sometimes I'm gonna say something crazy that doesn't make sense, but it made it made sense in my brain. Um, but I don't really collect that much. But I will say that I do have. Times where i'm like honed in and focused and obsessed with a specific activity and for me those activities change i know some individuals have the same activity over many years but for me it literally is like six months and then i'm on to another hobby and then i'm like loving it um currently i'm really interested in solving missing people cases, children that have been kidnapped, and helping solve, which is kind of hilarious because I, it's not like I go out and drive and find these people, but I just enjoy going online and, and try to figure out what like some of their parents' moves may have been. And um, I'm a part of discussion boards. And I know not everybody is... I mean, probably not anybody really... I don't know if they have autism, you know, and they have that desire. But when it's, once it becomes obsessive, and you have a hard time like focusing on other things, then you know it's a symptom towards having autism. Uh, just really quick, let's let me read off the other ones. And I would love to hear from you guys. Uh, Maybe you guys can comment on some of the things that you are obsessed about. And that's usually, the obsession is usually something that is uncommon towards other, well, uncommon to the regular, normal world. Like the classic... Like, when I think in the past, when I used to think about somebody who's autistic, I'd be like, oh, this person collects butterflies or stamps, and they're so obsessed about every single stamp, and know they know everything about it, what year the stamp was made, and that's, that, that's, that's a possibility, but I, like I said, I never had such an interest in something where I know about every single coin, Oh, and it's funny that I say coin because I recently started collecting coins. But I could not tell you, like, what year, what coin is or where it came from. I just want to collect it because I just find it, like, challenging to try to get something. And and, and put it together in, like, a book, like a coin book. and yeah, let's but I would love to hear what some of the things are and there there's a lot more where this is coming from what I'm telling you about but I don't want to be on here for hours and take up uh so much of your time just rambling on about myself Okay, so let's see. Back to this. So we had obsessive talking about a topic. Then was unusually unusual, mood or depressed, intermittent or continuous OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, inability inability to read normal nonverbal or verbal social cues. This makes it difficult to attain and retain friends, which is very very true. Which earlier talked about overly doing something or underly doing something um i mean that's not even a word underly but you get the point so i do have difficulty reading people which makes me gullible oftentimes didn't really realize when people were use using me and let's hey i I mean i'll admit my ex-husband stayed in that marriage way too long because i was like not really understanding what was happening. And I just didn't get him. Like, I didn't get that he was not interested in me anymore. Sorry, I just had had a flashback. But, which was a good thing that he didn't, because... We're we're just not... um, going let me just i'm gonna say it in a nice way we're just we're just on different paths okay he's going that way and i'm going this way so what i'm saying is for me just growing up in school having having issues with social cues and still to this day sometimes when somebody says something to me I, i may take offense to it And be like, what What would you say and get upset and mad? And then the person's like, I didn't even mean it like that. And I'm like, oh, like okay. Or if somebody looks at me in the grocery store, like if somebody says something to me in the store, sometimes like I don't, I like stare at them. I'm like, what did they mean by that? Like if somebody says, "Um, I like your hair. And then I'll be like, "Oh, okay. What, thank you." And then I'll think, be like, "Okay, why do? What do they mean by they like my hair? Like, I it always looks like this. Did they do they like my hair? Do they really like me? Do they like my hair? Are they just saying that? Like, it, it just gets really confusing. And maybe the hair thing. I don't know if that was such a great example, but." It's literally just not having a clue. It's like somebody it's somebody going up to like let's say you go up to somebody and you're like talking to them and you don't realize that this person is in a hurry or in a rush to go and you're just like talking, telling them about everything under the sun and you're missing the social cues that either one that person is bored doesn't want to talk to you. Two, the person is hurt by what you're saying, or three, you're all up in their space and they're uncomfortable. All right, so next is easily agitated and may have inappropriate meltdowns. Yep, it's so true, have a meltdown often. And then some people have epileptic seizures. A lot of there's a lot there are a lot of studies where individuals who have autism i mean individuals who have seizures also have autism not the other way around okay um this is where i'm gonna wrap it up today was just a little freestyle And I'm really excited, and I can't wait to just dive into the world of autism and talk about creativity and talk about the highs and the lows and the mediocres and the friends and the foes and the enemies and the best friends and the medication and the origins of autism spectrum disorder. Want to talk about fears and want to talk about hacks and how to survive and how to make friends and how to deal with relationships, romantic relationships, your relationships with children, how to raise children, how to be a single parent and being on the spectrum, how to give that love to your child, and give that love to your husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, life partner by still being yourself and valuing yourself. All right, my loves. Catch you later.